Lefondre looking to get side of Vaughn. Lefondre away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Elm Park Royals preview podcast brought to you, of course, by Phantom Brewery. Games are coming thick and fast at the moment. We're getting into this really brutal stretch before the World Cup. Obviously, defeat at the weekend against West Bromwich Albion. But now we've got a time to redeem ourselves Tuesday night when we go to the Swansea.com stadium and face, funnily enough, Swansea City. To talk about the game, I've got Luke on from uh, Swansea City podcast. How are you doing, Luke? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Really looking forward to having a bit of a chat. Not a problem. I just I called it the Swansea City podcast. It's the Swansea cast, not Swansea City yeah, podcast. Swan, Swans a... cast is uh, is called. But yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I, Hopefully, if I you type comp- in that, I will come up anyway. That's 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 the goal. So it's the yeah. trick. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Obviously, Swansea have been on a bit of a resurgence of late. They they actually went on a run of four games unbeaten until the weekend, where they yeah. obviously faced Burnley, and maybe came down to earth to coin a phrase from uh, Paul Lintz this season, came down to earth a bit with a 4-0 loss. Maybe. I mean, I, I yeah, it's difficult. You go for, you win four games in a row and then you lose the first one 4-0. It's kind of like, it's not just losing, is it? And it's top of the league, so you've got to put it into context. Well, top of the league after the game, I should say. And Burnley just coming down from the Premier League. So there is that. Um but it is it is crashing back down to reality in a way because all of a sudden you get carried away like oh we've gone from like bottom three up to the top six maybe what's more like what can we what can we go and do but yeah reality check um, we're we we still got issues that we need to iron out. Always seems like you're never never too far away from the playoffs no man no matter where you are like like you say you I think you before the run you're about seventeenth or so I think yeah. and then you go on four wins and you're up in eighth now um yeah, obviously coming in coming into that or coming into the game at the weekend four games unbeaten question marks were rising around russell martin obviously before that run what what changed over those four games um he did a couple he did a bit of changes it wasn't necessarily the four games where the you say the resurgence it, it started a little bit before uh we got a win at home against qpr and a narrow defeat at home against Sheffield United. We lost 1-0 with virtually the last kick of the game. And that goal was very frustrating because we were on the attack in their box. One of our players turns one of the defenders. He's but our shot. It gets blocked. Hoofed down the other end of the pitch and they score literally from, from the clearance, if you like. So as much as that's the loss before the four-game uh, winning run, it felt like a longer run because of the performances as well. And I was Sheffield United, obviously, top at the time. Um, but the things that you did actually tweak to get us to that position, because like you said, we were in the bottom three. People were worried. They were, as much as this early days, you don't want to be in those positions where you start getting adrift. Um, and people did start asking questions to the manager because they gave him last year's transition. He's got some signings in this season and things were still kind of not working in some areas, like the same problems were happening. So people were definitely asking questions. Um, but he was aiming for like 70% possession early season. And I thought he was too stubborn to kind of change that, even though the results weren't coming, the goals weren't coming. But the win against QPR, we actually at home had less possession than QPR. So we haven't added to that extreme since. 
but he's definitely changed bits at the back where they don't mess around with it as much as they were before with the desperation of just keeping the ball. Don't get me wrong, we still make mistakes and play where we shouldn't sometimes, but it's not happening as much as it was. The other main thing he's changed is bringing in Stephen Bender into the goal over Andy Fisher, who is his man he brought in from MK Dons. So again, I was shocked to see him dropped, to be honest. Um, Bender looked like he was on his way out to Peterborough in the summer. Didn't happen. And now uh, I think he's it's his shirt to lose, basically. He's done really good since he's come in. He's, he's done a penalty save. Um, He's really he's kind of like a tall, lanky goalkeeper. He fills the goal well, and he's a really good shot stopper. And he's had, he's he's not as reluctant as Andy Fisher to kind of kick the ball away when that's necessary. He still tries to play it out where we can. But I think that's the main reason for the change. Um, there was a go, there was a game against Stoke, which we ultimately didn't play that well, um, that bad in. But Fisher made a howler that ended up costing us the game, and it's the last time we've seen him in the goal. Change maybe for the for the better though at the moment with obviously the run that you guys have been on after that probably two players that you could probably pick out as well that have been fantastic obviously for you this season Ryan Manning and Matt Grimes. Yeah, um, Ryan Manning is probably I would say put himself in contention for early season player of the year. Um, he's been phenomenal on the left wing back role. Which last season I had criticisms of him, I'll be honest, because he's always been good. He's always been a good going forward. He's always a bit boisterous, a bit like arrogant in a good way, if you like. It's the sort of thing you would like to see if he's on your team where he winds the opposition up and um he does try really hard. But then he's always before like he would have a mistake in him. So you would do a stray pass that directly leads to a goal or a counterattack that leads to a goal because of his stray pass. Or you could get a red card and it's just like, why have you done that? sort of thing or why have, you, why have you asked the ref that question um but he seems to have sorted that out a little bit this season and he's been sort of just non-stop um with it with how well he's been playing like each game's a seven or eight out of ten and we go down his flank quite often and get a good reward out of it so definitely first name on the team sheet except i think he was unavailable for burnley through injury unfortunately maybe that's partly why the results changed i don't think it was down to one man um but Mac Grimes, he's just been consistent for years now. You know what you're going to get from him. He keeps the ball. He keeps us ticking. He picks it up from the back. He sprays it around. He gets a lot of stick from some people saying he's sideways, backwards passer. But ultimately, that's literally what he's in the team to do, to get us ticking. Our philosophy is keeping the ball and spreading the play. He's the one that does it. So he does do a lot of sideways and backwards passing, but he's really good at that as, as his job. So, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily agree with the criticism. And I think he's one of our key players who, if he wasn't there, I think a lot of people would notice uh, the impact that he does have when he's on the pitch. I mean, three assists for him this season already. Yeah. Like you say, making making that midfield tick at the moment for, for you guys. Um, probably one big thing as well that came out of the Burnley game at the weekend will probably be a little bit of a relief for Reading fans. Uh, from his performance at the SCL last season, Joel Perot obviously got sent off. Um, yeah. I think it was a straight red, wasn't it, um, against Burnley? Yeah, it's a straight red. Um, <clears throat> it's a debatable one. Like, maybe I'm a bit biased because it's my team. Um, it was a reaction to a bad challenge, I believe. So the, the, the tackle is kind of like a rugby tackle sort of thing. You know, when it's like he's got past someone, so they do the whole grab you and try and bring you down. Um so he gets turned as a result of it. The guy who's doing the tackle falls on the floor 
And as he's like, his momentum's taking him backwards, he takes a little bit of an exaggerated step backwards. And the referee has seen that as a stamp. There was no contact made, but it's the intent, I guess. Um, for me, like his head, not once, you can watch the replay, and his head doesn't turn to look at the guy once. You might argue he knows where he is. But yes, it's a bit, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is a red card, and you shouldn't just do those silly things in, in the league and ask the ref those questions. But um, as I said to you before the game, it is a shame. He was our top goal scorer last year, very clinical, very um, good goal scorer, but he has not hit those heights this season. Russell Martin seems to have a desperation almost to try and get himself and Oberfemi on the pitch at the same time, our two main strikers. Last year, it did work really well for us, but it hasn't quite it hasn't quite clicked this season. And I think when they have played together, our form or our play has been a little bit worse off. They don't get the chances they need to score. And maybe it's because we've got one less person providing for the striker because there's two of them. One of them's not playing in a striker role. Perot usually is playing behind on the right. And that's not his favoured position. Um, so it could maybe have a good effect for us, I'm hoping, where the likes of Ollie Cooper can step in, who is someone that's come through our youth, youth academy. And he's had a really good impact this season. Not really in agreement with the reason Russell Martin's dropped him to accommodate the two guys I've just talked about. But if it gets him on a pitch, two attacking midfield players with Oberfemi will be now. I'm hoping it works in a favour, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll we'll see how that kind of lines up on on uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Um, obviously, with with uh, with Perot not in for that for for the game. Um, looking ahead to the game, though, um, obviously, what 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 are your what are your thoughts? Obviously, going going into it because for for Reading fans, I didn't mention it at the start of the podcast, but as bogey teams go, Swansea City, I don't think could get much more of a bogey team for Reading FC. I think it's in all competitions, it's one win in 18 games for Reading FC, dating back to 28, uh, 2008. Um, one win in 16 championship games. Obviously, we did beat you guys, though, at the Swansea.com stadium last season. And whenever I think of Swansea, I just think, I, I never look forward to playing Swansea for that one reason. Um, it's probably, I, I don't know if you see it from, or Swansea fans see it from the other side, because obviously Reading fans will probably never forget that playoff final defeat. Yeah. Um, it was just, I just remember just oh, nearly crying at the end of it. I was quite young. And <laughs> it, was, <Yeah. laughs> it was, it was never nice, but um, obviously for, for you, for you guys, what are your thoughts coming into, into the game? Yeah, I can imagine that's perhaps a little bit of a bitter one to to sort of think about. It was my first trip ten, to Wembley, ten years so it's a good experience not... for me. But <laughs> I can imagine if it was the other way around, I would have been the same. Um, it was a good game of football, though, for the neutral. I guess you could say it was the, probably the one of the best. Goals. It was probably one of the best playoff finals. Yeah, because they're always drab. But I mean, I still have nightmares of Jim Carajan hitting I... the post at three two down. But Gary Monk's no. goal line clearance of three two as well. I think was um, I th- we thought the people I was with, like when it went three two, we were not confident at that stage. But <laughs> that that last goal, I guess, sealed it. Um, anyway, back to today. Um, not really. I didn't realise that was the record until you've just mentioned it. To be honest, this you know, Reading bit of a you had a bit of a weird few years. If I'm looking from the outside in terms of like a couple where you've been challenging playoffs, but then 
you kind of expected to be more lower this year, I think, did you? Um, I know the bookies expected you a little bit down the bottom because of the financial yeah. troubles. Yes, um, yeah. Weird so would be an understatement. And so far this season, it's just, I mean, it's up, down, yeah. up, down, up, down. It's 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 a roller coaster, to be honest. But with the team that we've got, I don't think many really... I certainly don't begrudge anyone for putting us in the bottom three. I had Reading in the bottom three as well. I'd pretty much resigned yeah. us to relegation think, this season. I think we did as well, I'll be honest. Um, uh, but yeah, like it's hard to put a finger on where you are or like, is this just, is this going to drop off or are you like going to be there by the end of the season? I really, I really can't say at the moment. So uh, I'm not like confident going into the game. You know, you, you're doing well this season. We've only, if you split the current season into like two halves, we had a really bad first half and a decent second half now. So we obviously were up near yourselves in the table all of a sudden. But no formalities. I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, the record, like I said, definitely doesn't mean anything. You beat us here last year under Russell Martin. So if anything, the recent results, that's, that's more important, uh, especially with the same style of play and the same manager. So you're perhaps going to learn the same whatever what worked for you last year is quite likely to work again, you know, because we haven't really changed too much in terms of what we're trying to do. And it is kind of like the same game plan that beats us when we do lose. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think early goal is always key with us. If we can get one early, we tend to be quite comfortable and hard to beat, even if we end up drawing the game. Whereas when we go behind, I think it's hard work for us to get back in when people sit back, especially when we are at home. Um, and that's what I'd worry about if you've got an early goal. It's been a problem with Reading for a number of years. It's a little bit, seems a little bit different this year. The, the games which we've been able to hold or stay, which well, I say the games we've been able to stay into, I think it's only been twice this year that we've actually done it, actually come from behind to win one game against Cardiff and get a draw against Norwich um, from, from behind. But it's something that's plagued Reading for quite some time that um, with how Reading are going to line up, it'll be quite interesting because I think the jury's out on Zhao and Andy Carroll up front, but Andy Carroll always seems to do well at Swansea historically <laughs> as a yeah. as a little smile from luke there <laughs> uh, our defenders i mean it's not exciting <laughs> to think about they're not the tallest all of them and i guess if darlin plays it might be a bit better for us but i don't know if he will well the one thing that's been interesting just with andy carroll i never noticed it really in his first time here it was just how good he was in the air i mean every ball that's gone up to him he just wins the problem is with reading at the moment there's not many players around him to actually play off at the moment so when Andy Carroll wins a header it just goes to the opposition um whether that will change this weekend Shane Long was back from it or back from illness at the weekend and was on the bench um but we still do have quite quite an injury list Sam Hutchinson um obviously is out at the moment Scott Dan still out Femi Aziz Baba Rahman as well left back so we've still got a few injuries so how that will quite line up we're not entirely sure it might be Carroll and Long it might be Long up top yeah, it's, it's an interesting situation we've got up up front at the moment for for um, for Reading FC. But for from a Swansea perspective, if you had to pick out one player, obviously we've spoken about uh, the likes of Manning um, for for Swansea. Who would you probably pick out as a one to watch for Swansea on Tuesday? Um, I mentioned him earlier, actually, but if he starts, which I would expect he will especially now Perot with the red card. Uh, Ollie Cooper, so it's his first season really in first in football for Swansea. He had a lone year at Newport last year, did really well. 
um, but this is his first proper full season with us. He's broke into the team after we had a bad start. Um, got a start. I can't remember what team he was. He played against first, but has not looked back. I think he started like six games in a row since. He's only now starting to get rotated in and out, I think, with the, the congestion of the games, perhaps. Um, midweek, weekend, all the time at the moment, isn't it? So so I would expect him to return to the lineup. And he's just kind of like raw talent in the attacking midfield role. He will take a player on or run at a player and sometimes that's what we're missing because all of our players will accept the pass and then pass it back or pass to someone else straight away. Don't really take a touch on the ball or have a go at someone. So Ollie Cooper will sometimes, if he's got the right, you know, if he's in the right place, he will turn and run at a guy, even if he passes it afterwards, just to like get the defenders thinking and try and create a bit of space, I guess. Um, he got his first goal recently as well in the league. Um, so, you know, he's, he's bouncing, I think, just to be involved and have such a big influence. And the form the run of form we've had and the, the better performances have come since he's come in the team as well. So it comes back to what I was saying about playing the two strikers, which we did at the start of the season, reverted to it again against Burnley. It's not working. When he's there as that second player to attack, if he's with Cham or whoever else is there with him, I just think they're creating more for the striker or other players to actually attack basically. And I think if you want to refer to the game at your place last year, the four all, I went up to that game, what a mad day, but um, you saw the, the best and worst of us there. Um, so I think like he's the sort of player that can deliver what you saw as perhaps our best when we scored quite a few goals. Perhaps you thought it was down and out of 4-1. Um, but like I, I said earlier, at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like our defence with Andy Carroll, if you get some good crosses in, and st- we've been struggling, I think, out wide in certain areas to block the crosses, you know, we can definitely concede a couple as well. Brilliant stuff. And a prediction. I'm not going to let you sit on the fence here. What, what is, if, if you're going to go for a sp- score prediction, what are you saying yeah. Tuesday night? I think it's important for us to bounce back after the defeat against Burnley because. You know, a lot has been said, like you've led with this as well, about our run of games, the wins, and what does that actually mean? Yes, we've had a big defeat now, but if we couldn't get another loss at home to Reading, I just feel like that run of form is a bit pointless. It means a little bit less. So we need to like back it up, if you like, with a win. So I'm going to go for a Swansea win, but I don't know if he'll be necessarily comfortable. So I think maybe 2-1 is what I said for the Sunderland game, and it came true. true. I think we'll have a good start. Maybe we'll go one or two up, and I just wouldn't be surprised as the game goes on. 50, 60 minute mark, you guys kind of take a bit of control, and the second half perhaps in your favor, and it's on us to perhaps to keep you out. Well, one thing that's for sure Reading Swansea games are never normally boring, which now I've said that it's probably going to be a nil nil draw. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was one, wasn't there, the season before last, but it was actually a quite exciting nil nil draw. Uh, yes, your keeper yeah, that was at your place, I think, wasn't it? Outstanding game. I'm just going to mm. say, I don't know how we didn't win that game, but yeah, what well, he played very well. I can't remember who it was. Is it the Brazilian keeper you had, maybe? Oh, uh, Rafael. Yeah, yeah. Rafael, yes. Yeah, yeah, had a bit... Well, he, he, he used to go up and down in form as well. Um, he had a howl of um, the game after, because I, I remember being yes. fuming about it, seeing it. I was like, he made all them amazing saves against <laughs> us. Uh, we were challenging at the time for Norwich, top of the league, and Steve Cooper. And uh, mm-hmm. I think you were up there in the playoffs as well. So it would have been a yes. big win. And then he goes yeah. and like, I don't know, he scored an own goal or he did something really stupid in the next game. And I was like, how, how is it? How does he go from that to that? 
<laughs> it's always the way. It's always the way. He had quite a few howlers, to be fair, Raphael, um, in his time. Um, but that pretty much wraps it up for the preview podcast. Obviously, we will be back reviewing the Swansea game. Um, that will probably be out Wednesday evening for all you guys. Um, fingers crossed. I might not be thinking we might win, but fingers crossed we might get a draw because um, obviously we need to bounce back as well. Um, a point away at Swansea or a point against Swansea for Reading is always a good point, I think. But um, but yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday Wednesday evening with the with the review of the Swansea game. And until then, we'll catch you then. Thanks for having me. <laughs>